Welcome to Real Black Country in the Swarm Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to listen to a live, right? And on the live is going to be former NBA star Stephen Jackson as he goes back down memory lane and he talks about what was the sequence of events that led to him leaving his wife at the altar. That's right. He left his wife at the altar. He called everything off on the wedding day, right? So the entire live is like 30 minutes long, 40 minutes long. It's something crazy, right? He gives every single detail of what happened, you know, but on this podcast, we only going to play nine minutes, right? We shaved it down so we can just listen to the parts that's the most important. And once we listen to the video, like we always do, we're going to come back and have a conversation about what we heard. All right. So if you want to do your own research, this is Stephen Jack and his fiance at the time. I believe her name is Armani Showalter. Right. I think that's a full name. Armani Showalter. Right. So let's let the video play. We come back. We have the conversation. Go to Atlanta, me and her fighting Atlanta. We we have a rocky relationship, Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? But we, you know, we we working shit out. You know, no no relationship is perfect. Come to Atlanta, I signed with Indiana the next year, and I signed my big contract in Indiana. Right? I signed my big contract in Indiana. Before I get my big contract, we still together. We together. We living together and all that. Right? So we moved to Indiana. I play a season in Indiana. I proposed to her. I can't remember why I proposed to her. None of that matters anyway, though. But I proposed to her. And during that time, you know, we plan to get married in Houston. We plan to get married in Houston, right? So newsflash for all 530 y'all here. In order for a prenup to get drawn up, the the, the two people, the man and the, the husband and the wife have to agree on what the, and what, on what the prenup says in order for the prenup to come out valid and you both sign it. Let me say that again. In order for a prenup to get drawn up, both sides have to agree. The, the, the husband and the wife, the bride and the groom, they both have to agree on the prenup before it's written up, before it, before it can even get written up. You have to agree on it, right? So, I take care of a lot of people. I'm never letting one woman control of all the hard work I've done in my life. None of these motherfuckers was in the gym with me, right? So if I, I always told myself, whoever I'm married to, they signed the prenup off top. I'm not, it's not even a second guess. So man, I had to talk about it. So it's, we get the prenup back at least three, four months before the wedding, right? By four months, maybe at least, at least three to four months before the wedding. This is all true, y'all. So, four months, three, four months before when we get the prenup, I give it to her. Granted, when I give it to her, she shouldn't be surprised by it because me and her sat down and agreed up on the prenup, right? Me and her agreed up on the prenup. We agreed. Listen to me, y'all. We agreed on the prenup. Bam. So we agree on it. A month passed. 
like two months before the wedding. I'm like, yo, look, we need to get that prenup signed so we can go ahead, you know, send it in and get it, get it, you know, get all that taken care of. So when we get down there to Houston, we ain't got to worry about it. I tell her that like two or three times. It's a month. Well, that was two months before the wedding. It's a month before the wedding. Look, bro. I just we this is this is something we agreed on. We shouldn't be. I shouldn't have to keep coming tell you to sign this prenup, right? What's up, Bird? I shouldn't have to, Bird. You know about this. I shouldn't have to tell you to sign this prenup, right? This is what I'm telling her. This for, after the first time I came to it was two months before the wedding. Now it's a month before the wedding. I'm like, man, I've been asking you about this prenup. There's no way I should have to keep coming to you about this prenup knowing we had to agree on this before they even drew it up. So why do I have to keep coming to you about it, about getting this signed? She's like, I'm going to sign it. 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 I'm like, cool. You can sign it. But look, during that time, we making arrangements for the wedding, right? Because, you know, you still got to plan shit. So, you know, I love her. And I'm going to keep it real with you. I was in love with her. You know what I'm saying? I was in love with her. And we was building a family. So I'm like, okay, cool. I ain't going to make no big deal. I, 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 I went with planning a wedding. I didn't stop. I kept planning a wedding. I told her several times, dog, about the prenup and asking about it. So bam. So as we, this, 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 this is one of the twists of the wedding, right? So as we planning for the wedding, I'm from Texas, right? She from New York. I'm from Texas. I'm from Port Arthur, which is an hour from Houston where we get married, right? I want my pastor to do it. He right there. It'll save us some money. Da, 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 da. She is adamant about this certain pastor doing the thing, right? So I'm like, cool. It's, it's, it's her wedding. I ain't got no problem. Keep in mind. Remember this pastor, right? Remember this pastor. This is a pastor. She, she, she was, I'm talking about screaming at me and everything. No, my, he had, this pastor has to do it. This pastor had, I'm like, well, this, we can save money and make more sense. This is my pastor since I was a kid. You don't even know this guy. Some other girl brought this pastor to her attention. Some other girl brought the pastor name to her attention. She, this ain't, this is a pastor she's never seen. Don't even know. But she don't want my pastor to do it, right? Cool. Remember that. So I'm like, fine. Fine. No problem. No problem. He can do it. So we wake up that morning. We I'm getting dressed. I'm getting dressed. You know what I'm saying? We all getting dressed for the wedding. Everybody getting, you know what I'm saying? All my groomsmen, we in the little groomsmen room. We all get dressed. In the back of my mind, you know what I'm saying? I'm all thinking about this damn prenup, right? That's all I'm thinking about. So my nanny comes in the room. She's like, how you doing, baby? Good morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey, good morning. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what's up with the prenup? She like, uh, I talked to her. She said she's going to sign it. I'm, I'm, I'm finna go get it right now. I just wanted to come check with you to see how you doing this morning. Make sure you all right. Make sure you wasn't stressing about it. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Nah, you say she going to, you know, you say she going to sign it. I'm cool with it. Getting dressed, me and my boys drinking, smoking, all that, getting dressed, having a good time, da 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 whatever we doing for the wedding. The uh the priest come in, the preacher come in with it with his with his uh other with his assistant, I guess. And then my nanny come back in there with a with a with a like a with a spook look on her face, like she still like she she pulled me to the side and she like she still ain't signed it. So when I said that, I'm like, well shit, I ain't getting married then. She was like, ho 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 and so look, 
So the preacher, remember the preacher, y'all. Remember the preacher. When I say, when I say, oh, I ain't, no, I ain't getting married. Steph was like, she ain't signed a prenup. What the fuck? What we even here for? I'm like, yeah, dog, I ain't doing it. The preacher steps up. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The preacher says, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I look at him like, he said, this is what he say. He say, now, now hold on. Don't, now, I know you love this girl. Don't make a drastic decision. I think you should just let God handle it. I say, huh? I think you should just let God handle it. Me, as a, as a pastor, I don't believe in prenups. Nah, I know why she was fighting for you. You don't believe in prenups. Nah, it all makes sense. I ain't getting married. Damn what you believe in. I put everything in God's hand. And God is telling me to put the pen in her hand and make her sign this goddamn prenup before I get married. That's what God telling me. So God telling me and you two different things, partner. As that's going on, Steph Marbury grows crazy. Hell nah. Nope, we ain't doing it. Hell, no, it ain't going on. Steph go crazy. Mike Bibby walks. Are you serious, Steve? Fuck out of here. Everybody, no, 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 no. Bruh, this preacher has the nerves to sit there for about five or ten minutes and try to convince me that God told that, that he don't believe in prenups, so I shouldn't believe in them. Listen, bro, we ain't in the same tax bracket, first of all. You know what I'm saying? Bam. So now, now y'all see why she wanted that preacher so bad that she didn't even know. The this is uh, this is when this is when she showed her true colors, bro. This is when she showed her true colors. So, wedding off. Yes, weddings off. We not doing it. Walk back up to the room. This, and this, and this uh, more crazy shit that happens, dog. You know, I'm gonna keep it all one thousand, child. Nobody never, nobody knows this, but my my partners that was around me. Hey, Rito, this the sickest. This the sickest part of the whole thing right here. After we delivered, had party at the hotel, me and all my partners getting ready to go out that night. Two of her main squeezes that was there with her was with us that night. And I'm going to keep it funky. I downed one of them. You feel me? But that's her friends, though. Yeah, I did it. Show did So did. Yeah, I did it. Fuck out of here. All right, and we're back. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for checking it out, man. What do you guys think, though? That's a pretty interesting story, right? Some things, though, you know, um, you know, I have a saying when I be talking to my partners, right? Depending on what they tell me, sometimes I would tell them after they finish telling me their story, I look at them and I say, hey, bro, don't tell nobody else what you just told me. <laughs> you know, that's my sign of saying what they just told me was crazy. What they just said and put it out in the atmosphere and I heard it. 
the way I'm receiving it and internalizing it, it ain't going to make you look like you think it's going to make you look. So do us both a favor because you're my partner. Don't tell nobody else that story. And I'm saying the same thing to Steve and Jack. Man, you already got this story out on live. Hundreds of thousands of people have already stumbled on the story. It's made it to the blogs. It's ran its course. But I'm encouraging you, beloved. This is to Stephen Jack. Don't tell nobody else that story, right? Don't tell nobody else that story because people that operate on man time is not going to receive that story like you think they're going to receive that story. But it's important that you tell that story because it's a teachable moment. And what can we learn? We can learn this. Those that champion you on your decision, that shows other men who to stay away from. Because after listening to this story, real men that operate on man time, they couldn't be around you, bro. The character is flawed. Like, nah, man, I can't. I can't respect it. What is it about the story that I can't respect? Well, him talking about giving his soon-to-be wife a prenup and he wanted her to sign it and she had her own preacher. She didn't really trust the preacher. He wanted, you know, to make sure that his assets was protected. That's all cool. That just that's his business. That makes sense. Because he feel like this is a career that he worked hard for. He did it primarily by himself. He take care of a lot of his family members. So he can't afford to lose wealth and income over him potentially feeling like he was in love. Because at that level of the money that he makes, he could potentially be a target even for his own children's mother. Right. And I'm not sure how many kids Jack got um, told. I think it's maybe like uh, four or five kids, maybe, you know, two or three different baby mothers, whatever the case may be. Right. But this is the part of the story where he loses me. And I'm talking about on man time. When it comes to brothers operating on man time. There's certain principles. And unwritten rules. That we follow as men not to do. And no matter what happened, we're not going to do it. Right? As men, first things first, we ain't going to never throw our wives under the bus. As men, we'll never throw our baby mothers under the bus. It's just not going to happen. As men, we're not going to do it. I don't care what she's doing. A man just ain't going to do that. He'll just let her have that glory and say, okay, that's just her thing. It is what it is. But as men, there's certain women that men aren't going to sleep with. And then there are women, whether ladies know it or not, they're going to always be off limits to a real man. He's just not going to never go down that street. I'm not going to never go down that street. If I'm dealing with a woman, right, whether it doesn't matter how far this relationship go, 
And I'm using the term relationship in its truest form, right? Meaning a mini marriage, right? That's what a relationship really means. A lot of people think that they're in a relationship, but by definition that I choose to use, relationship means you're in a mini marriage with somebody, right? That's when you're on that fiance level, right? Eventually, you're on your way down the aisle. Once you get in the relationship, right? A mini marriage with a woman, though. Her family members, sexually, all the ladies, I don't care how much they flirt with you, her cousins, her sisters, her second cousins, her third cousins, because, you know, you go down south, they play that game. Doesn't matter, though. Aunties, whatever. Whether this relationship make it or not, they're off limits. They're totally off limits. Her closest friends, they can just be associates. They are sexually off limits to real men. Now, we on man time now, right? Her co-workers, they off limits. I don't care if she quit the job and she don't work there no more. If you still know my lady, I can't rock with you because we on man time. For a black American man to go live and to tell his story while he left his children, mother on the altar, that's one thing. To finish the story by saying, I slept with the bridesmaids. That's a different part of the story. That shows a character flaw in him as a man. And me personally, I can't even hang out with nobody like that. I'm like, yo, you did what, bro? I can't respect it now. That's scumbag. Yo, you on it, yo, you on that scumbag line. I'm like, yo, bro, that's 100% scumbagging. I can't respect it. I can't. Even coming up young in the neighborhood, there was two type of women off limits. If you had a man and he's in jail, I'm not going to do that, man. That man, you that man's only hope. You got an old man in jail. I ain't going to mess with you. You got a husband. You off limits. If you got a man in the military and he's going off doing some wartime or something and you left behind and you trying to get that thing away, real men ain't going to take that. You can't get that to us. Nah, we good. I'm straight. You keep that little bit, little mama. I'm straight. We talking about man time. This is what's going on in our community, though, man. We're looking up to men that ain't on man time. If somebody know Jack, tell Jack, don't tell that story to nobody else. <laughs> Bro, don't tell that story to nobody else, beloved. Real men looking at you like you nuts. And you know what? After I heard the story, because it's entertaining, I said, his child's mother, whether she know it or not, but she probably knows it, she dodged the bullet. Because that's a severe character flaw. You smashed one of the bridesmaids the day of? Now, don't get me wrong. Shorty that rocked with you, she was wrong too. But I look at it different on, a, on man time. I'm looking like, nah, I wouldn't have did that. Not that. You know, that's like sleeping with one of her relatives, right? Not that. That sister, though, she dodged the bullet. As much as I promote marriage, as much as I want to see 
couples work together and work things out. And it, you know, if they got married, it could have got worked out, you know, because there's always therapy. There's always counseling, right, to make that union stronger. Being that they didn't happen, though, she dodged the bullet. She dodged the bullet, man. But, you know, would it be an interesting thing for entertainment purposes, right? How would Jack tell that story if the shoe was on the other foot? Right. If the shoe was on the other foot, his children, mother was in the WNBA and um, he had a lightweight career in music because that's what I think she do. She's uh, I think she manages um, recording acts. Right. Let's just say it was a role reversal. And Jack, he was the one that he was trying to make his way in the music business. And she was in the WNBA and they were supposed to get married. And she's trying to give him the prenup and he didn't sign it. And the day of the wedding, he didn't sign that prenup. So she caught everything off. And then after she caught everything off, later her and the bridesmaids was partying and they was having a good time and they was drinking. And then later that night, she turned around and slept with one of the groomsmen. How would that story look then? If it was the role reversal. You see how crazy it sounds. When the shoe is on the other foot. Somebody got to tell Jack. That's how crazy it sounds. When the shoe is on your foot. Real men ain't going. We ain't thumbing up that bro. You looking nuts out here bro. Good. Thought provoking conversations. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, man. Real Black Content is one podcast, Big VJ. I get it with you guys later. Peace.